About a month ago, we first heard the story of an Australian inventor who was set to share in a damages payout of more than $500 million after a US court ruled that Microsoft, the world's largest software maker, infringed a patent and technology used to deter software piracy. Now, the payout was the fifth largest pay patent jury award in US history. There's a prospect it might even increase threefold. The man involved in all this, his name is Rick Richardson. And if you go to Rick's website, it says he's an inventor and an ideator. What does that mean? Rick Richardson, good morning to you. Hello there. What's an ideator, Rick? Uh, well, it's a term that's starting to be used a lot in um, in intellectual property field, field and it kind of separates out the process of different processes involved in coming up with ideas, but ideator actually means um, a person who who loves in, uh, coming up with new ideas and seeing connections between ideas and communicating ideas. Okay, well, I, I, it would seem that Microsoft has taken on a formidable uh, opponent in yourself. Can you take us through the history of this? To take us back to the early days, uh, I, I guess when you when you would have first obtained a patent for this software system. Right. Well, um, uh, I was uh, uh, running a software uh, publishing company back in uh, the late eighties, and uh, trying to get to soft uh, to musicians with my software. And musicians, uh, they they very rarely do they have a lot of money to to uh, kill. So they uh, they really do need to be able to legitimately try the software out before they buy it. Yeah. Um, they also tend to pirate it a lot, just because they of their circumstances. Yes. So I was trying to find some way of being able to enable people to legally copy the software, and then um, encourage them to pay for it after the fact. Yes. And uh, came up with what's called machine locking, which means um, linking a license to a specific machine, and uh, patented that in 92, that idea in 92, and um, then uh, been developing the company all through since 92 for the last 16 years, and around about uh, year, the, around 2000, when uh, uh, there was uh, a couple of things that came out on the internet that showed that the nuts and bolts of what Microsoft has been doing in Office and in XP um, actually looked very familiar to, um, you know, very similar to what I what I patented, and then got together the legal team to be able to um, make sure that uh, it doesn't you know, the the patent isn't abused. And here we are. Now, am I right, Rick, that you went to Microsoft in about 1993, but the proviso being that, that they wouldn't try to, to break your code or duplicate it, you were just showing it to them? Yeah, well, um, uh, it was actually IBM that showed them the software in goodwill um, because it was the very early days. There was pre-internet and um, it, even just CDs were only just coming out then. And um, the idea of being able to distribute a CD with a whole lot of software on it was really um, a cool idea back then. It's even cooler that you can distribute it on the internet now. Yes, yeah. But, um, you know, so it was it was given in goodwill and one thing led to another and it turns out with the court documents that um, there was a lot of shenanigans in the back, in the, you know, in the background that um, actually ended up having the uh, the jury decide that it was actually with malice. 
Yeah. Now, when you went to the court, um, what was the allegation? Was it not only that they'd stolen your idea, but how much money do you reckon that they they made out of your technology? Well, their own documents um, in the court. You know, I haven't seen the transcript of the of the uh, court proceedings, but according to um, what's been told to me, their own documents say that they um, used the technology on about five and a half billion dollars worth of software. So, um, well, yeah, that it was worth about five and a half billion dollars to them. So, you know, I think it was a bit of a discount. So where where are we at? Say a month on from the the announcement, you're going to get a share in the damages payout. That's mm-hmm. the, a, a, is is your share? What what is your share of that five hundred million dollars? Do you think? Well, I'm one of the larger shareholders in the company. Um, I haven't been there for a couple of years because I decided to follow my um, natural strength, which is being an inventor rather than an executive in the company. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I focused on that, but um, you know, I still do patents from time to, to time for them, and um, and uh, you know, support them. There's some really great shareholders in there, some people that really uh, got in and supported us, and. My business partner over there, uh, a, name, a gentleman named Craig Etchegoyan, he's a young fellow, but he is so good at his job. I just decided that, um, you know, when you find someone that's just so much better at you than you at doing something, you ought to just leave them to it. <laughs> you know, so, you know. And Microsoft, obviously they're fighting this, but are they going to fight a losing battle? I guess the question is, do you, with everybody else. yeah, I know, no, I know, but you sound such an affable bloke. I'm, I'm just wondering whether, whether you believe you will get to see, quite apart from be vindicated by the notion that this, that your idea was taken, um, do you think you'll see the money? Well, you know, we're, you're talking about Microsoft. It is a big company. There's a lot at stake, and they uh, will make sure that their legal team does everything in the book to try and, uh, you know, counter this situation. And um, so it's really the same odds that you have in any high-stakes uh, legal situation. You know, you really, you really, there's so many variables involved that you just have to be um, realistic about the whole thing. But you you, sound, fanta- it, you sound fantastically philosophical. <laughs> well, you have to because, <laughs> well, and it's partly too because... Um, you know, it's very important to the guys in the company and to my business, uh, the guy who's running the business at the moment. And, you know, and and the only people, person they look to for support is me. And so, you know, people forget that, you know, if things are going great, you don't need a leader. But if things are going bad, that's when you need a leader. And, you know, they they all rely on, uh, they re- rely on me being supportive of them, you know, if things turn against us. You know, and it's, in fact, you know, when the, 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 um, when the judgment came out and my wife got me out of bed, I, uh, I was so relieved when it happened. But at the same time, I, um, I, uh, my body went in the head and had a depression without me <laughs> because I, I was so expecting. You, you never know with these situations, and I was so expecting to have to be there to support everybody if it went against us. And... Um, and, you know, my body was just so ready for that that it ended up <laughs> going into depression without me. And it was really bad because I should have been, um, you know, celebrating with uh, 
celebrating with the guys in Boston. So. Well, well, I, I'm, I'm afraid we've got to get to the news, but I hope that you do keep celebrating. But more important than that, I hope you keep inventing because, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to you again about, the, really about the notion when you said, I don't want to be a chief executive, I just want to be an inventor. Yeah, well, That's brilliant. The, the, days of, uh, the days of a guy thinking that they can invent and take a thing through to a multinational corporation, uh, you, you have to have such a special skill set now for that, you know. Edison was very unique in the way that he, he achieved that, but today it's so much harder because corporations just, and they, they can bring skill sets and resources and money together so quickly that, you know, how can you compete? How can that compete with a with an inventor who has to learn to be a CEO, has to learn to do shareholder re, uh, relations, has to learn how to raise money? All of those things. It's so hard for someone whose natural gift set, you know, if you're if you're naturally an inventor, to um, you know learn those other skills which are a lot more tactical, or you know, to do with business relationships. You know, inventing is a lot more. Um, of a uh, inspirational, creative thing, and it kind of runs in the face of the skill set that you need for the rest of the operation. Well, I think you sound like you're smart enough to do both things. Rick Richardson, it's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you. Thank Rick, you. Rick Richardson, he's an inventor and an ideator and a man who stands to, well, make a significant amount of money out of Microsoft, a big share of a payout of something like $500 million. We've kept Rachel waiting. Rachel, my apologies. Good morning. That's all right, Jeff. I was very intrigued. Uh, a former president of the Gypsy Jokers, Barky Gang, shot at a house in Jandicott yesterday.